Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City. And I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Two of the things that drive couples apart are often sex and money. And I've wanted to have someone on Keep Them Coming to talk about those topics specifically. So today I am joined by Darcy Elizabeth, who is an energetic money consultant. So welcome to my show, Darcy. Hi, thanks for having me. So I am totally interested in learning more about what that means because I've, I have a lot of people on my show that do some sort of energy work and they all seem to have their specialties or we do talk about energy, uh, but I want to hear more from you about what, what does that really mean? Yes. So from my perspective and my work, it's really having the tools to see and access the unseen. You know, it's easy to see when we're talking about money and we're looking at, okay, you have a bank balance, you have um, a statement here, you know, your financial portfolio or lack mm-hmm. thereof. Mm-hmm. It's easy to see the real tangible. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to money and looking at, you know, kind of this energy of money, we're looking at what is driving those numbers. It's not just the amount of time you put in and the paycheck that you receive in return, or if you you make your own money. It's not just the client that you receive and who's paying you money. Mm-hmm. There's so much that's driving what's in your life financially. And it's coming back to these beliefs, conditioning patterns, mostly from our childhood that is creating what we see in our financial reality right now. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about energy work or energy techniques, energetic techniques, we're taking different tools to be able to go in and see what the root issue is around what's creating your current financial reality. So what's causing you stress right now in your finances, maybe something you don't like in your finances. Mm -hmm. We're looking to see what is creating that experience for you on this unseen level. So really looking at your subconscious programming and conditioning. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So for instance, it's not necessarily looking at just the fact that someone may have debt, it's looking at why they got into debt and what's keeping them from paying it off or things like that. Yes. And looking to see, you know, what does that debt balance, how does it serve you Mm -hmm. in a sense? Mm -hmm. So if there is some kind of worthiness issue around receiving income or even being able to have the freedom to go and let's say travel the world and you feel as if this looming debt balance is going to forever stop you from doing that, Well, is this debt balance keeping you from taking the leap towards Mm -hmm. that? So Mm -hmm. in a sense, that debt balance might be keeping you, quote unquote, safe where you are in your comfort zone and not moving forward towards, okay, traveling the world or starting your own business or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So really looking at like, yes, of course, you made decisions, you took your card out, you swiped it, whatever it might be to create the debt balance. But how is that debt balance serving you? And once you can start to unravel that and see, well, maybe it's fear. Maybe you're very fearful of moving forward. So that debt balance is keeping you right where you are. And it feels safer to your body. And Mm -hmm. looking at why, 
why does it feel safer to have that dead bones? And giving your body that safety and security so that you're not just forcing yourself to pace something down to shove yourself off forward because your body actually, in this example, might not feel safe moving forward in that direction. So we want to get that body feeling safe first. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Does to me. Yes, it does yeah, to me. I should perfect. think. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't really heard of the concept of being worthy of money until a few years ago. And at first it wasn't like I poo-pooed it like, oh, pff, who doesn't think they're worthy of money? Mm-hmm. I, but I, it did mm-hmm. strike me as like, huh, I hadn't really thought about that before. That what you mentioned, the limiting beliefs, something that I often discuss with clients, that that can be what's actually keeping you from really putting yourself out there, that it's keeping you from striving for that promotion or starting that business or having that honest conversation and being innovative or creative. Yeah. Yeah. It's such, you know, when it comes to this work specifically, we're always going to the body regardless, but it's really about bringing safety into the body Mm -hmm. because without that safety, you know, it's hard to apply new habits or like, you know, let's say a budget or some kind of financial tracker habit mm-hmm. without first looking at why your body doesn't feel safe moving forward. And that's where energetic techniques, energy healing comes in to help us see why and address it at the root instead of trying to put a bandaid over something and trying to push you forward, even though it'll likely kind of circle you back around to look at what, you know, you might not be addressing. Mm -hmm. Having been a a person who has twice divorced and found finances to be an issue in previous marriages, I, a lot of what you just said, I kind of like was just starting to roll back into some memories there. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just thinking about, I have found Mm -hmm. my person And the conversations that we have around money and budgets and goals and dreams like that and debt and income, all of the things are so different than the conversations Mm -hmm. that I have had in the past. Oh, and, and again, this is what sort of brought it to mind that there are a lot of couples out there who aren't just struggling with their sex life. Mm -hmm. They're also struggling in their financial life. And right now with the pandemic, magnifying that, amplifying yes. that for a lot of people. Yes. I thought there's no time like the present to have these conversations. So, oh, but you're going to stir some stuff up for me too. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's kind of why I have guests on here to help me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's such, you know, this year more than any year when we it's like all these things that maybe we haven't looked at that have kind of been under the surface or, you know, pushed off to the side. Mm -hmm. They're bringing so much of that up when we think of, you know, the fears that are coming in and we're realizing where does my true sense of safety and security come from Mm -hmm. and how fragile what we believe or what some people believe to be their sense of safety and security, where it might be a job or a specific client or an industry, how fragile that can be and how quickly that can shift. And it's creating an environment where we can really look at where sense of safety and security comes from and Mm -hmm. dive in a little deeper so that 
we're using this experience to help us evolve and grow so that moving forward, it's easier to pivot and it's easier to shift when things ultimately arise because they always do. We're just seeing it on this, you know, magnified scale at the moment. Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I got to read you this post note that I've got here on my computer and I've had it on here for years. You can tell by how faded it is. <laughs> you can see it on the, on <laughs> yeah. the screen, like the listeners obviously can't, but it's not the strongest of the species that survives nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. Mm, yes, yes. Charles Darwin. Yes. That's something that, I mean, I feel like I had to pivot a few years ago in 2017 when I started my business because I was just on the hamster wheel like you say, finding my safety and security in a job that ultimately did not care about me mm -hmm. <laughs> or my safety and security. Mm -hmm. And I was just ready to finally stop being beholden to other people's whims and other people's decisions. Yes. And so I've witnessed this year so many people go through that change. My, my partner was included in that. He had a job. He got laid off in May. And hearing him make those connections between, wow, all these things that I was doing were just, it was go to work to make the money to pay for the things that got me to work and then do it all over again. Mm -hmm. You know, make the money to yes. pay for the car and pay for the gas and the insurance that got me to work in the clothes that I bought and the haircut that I got and all the other things that I did and then go out and do the social things to feel better because I hate my job and I hate what I'm doing to make the money to afford these things mm -hmm. and retail therapy and all that stuff, that cycle that he was going through wasn't furthering his life. It was all, he said, he felt like an illusion and now he's yeah. doing his own thing. He's mm -hmm. trading stocks and doing great at it. Yeah. And when he, when he started to make those connections about like, wow, I really was letting other people dictate my level of happiness and yes. what I could achieve in this world. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Oh, and you talk about freedom and not having a master and all the things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yes. A lot of people have woken up to that this year. Oh yeah. And the possibility of it for some people, they've been forced into it mm -hmm. or seemingly forced into it. And for some people it's opening up the possibility and really looking at, I mean, everyone just most people, not everybody, being home and not driving into an office. It's just opening up, oh, I can live differently. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can do things differently. Yeah. And it's this possibility it's opening up and it brings, you know, when you're looking at your relationship to money, there's so much that you can start to look at when you're starting to explore different opportunities mm -hmm. and another way of receiving income in exchange for whatever value you provide. And when you can open up to new avenues and allow yourself to look at maybe why you're not comfortable, there's so much growth and there's so much change that can come from that. And it could be, you know, maybe you have some beliefs around entrepreneurship or owning your own business or mm -hmm. receiving money in a way that feels really easy mm -hmm. versus needing it to feel really hard. Mm -hmm. and for you to have to struggle for it. So when you're looking at shifting into looking at a different possibility forward, looking at creating something else for yourself, it gives you such an opportunity to explore the ways that you're, you're you feel safe, you feel comfortable in receiving because, you know, money is 
an illusion as well. It's just this energy flow that you can open up to receive as, you know, some people might poo poo that as well. And that's something that people can grow into, but it is just this flow. It's this flow yeah. of energy mm-hmm. and we provide, you know, if you think of money as an energy flow, we're just providing a temporary home for it at any given time. Mm-hmm. And then we're sending it on its way to somebody else. And when you can start to look at money not being, so it's not your clients who are the source of your income or your boss or your company that's the source of your income. It's you. You are the source of your income. You're, you know, when you think of your relationship with universe or source or God, whatever you use, that relationship, that's the source of your income. They're not in charge of it. And when you can kind of detach from that, it's so much easier to receive. And that's easier said than done. But that's where you get to look and get to explore is where you might feel hung up in receiving from, you know, client A and what you need to do in return to earn it or to be worthy of receiving it. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of things that can pop up for you to explore when you really start to look at that energy flow and how you're comfortable in receiving it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to work on a a client to help them get to that point. But something that I just thought of through that conversation is what about their partners too? You know, there's Mm -hmm. two people Mm -hmm. often in these situations and, you know, it's one thing to get to that acceptance for yourself, but man, have you ever had to work with someone who's had to also then help their partner understand this mindset and, bring them into the fold because it, it, if you're in a partnership and you have this mindset, it, it's only going to, it, it can't work until you've got the other person on board. So what, what does that kind of look like? How do you get the spouses on board? Yes. A hundred percent. So about half of my one-on-one clients, either they come to me, both of them, or eventually they rope the other person in, which is interesting. So I work with a lot of couples and the people that I don't work with in couples is just them. Mm-hmm they are really helping to guide their partners eventually, but it really starts out a very solo self journey, which I think is important. I think for most of us, that's what we need to go through because when we're thinking about our relationship to money, it's personal. Mm -hmm. What we were conditioned to believe, what we, you know, as a society, that's kind of more, your partner likely has some of that as well. But in our own individual family units, the experiences that we've had are very, very personal. So when we're starting to look at these pieces, there can be some tension, for lack of a better word, when a partner feels like they are a little more separate as as the person that's working with me, or not working with me, but even just working on this in general, seems to feel like they're moving ahead. Sometimes there's a little bit of discord there, Mm -hmm. but I found with almost everyone I've worked with, the energy shift that happens with the person that is working on their relationship to money just pulls along that person. It's, it's funny because it's not really a, like, you need to sit them down. You need to talk with them. You need to this. It's such a natural evolution that if the partnership is going to continue, mm-hmm. that they will come along where it's, they're op- more open to conversations where it's the person who's going through this work usually strengthens a lot of their boundaries. They're a lot more confident in their boundaries and they stop engaging in certain conversations. They stop engaging in certain, you know, emotional drama around money. 
And that takes two people yeah. to engage in. And when one person is no longer available for that, it creates, you know, a scene where that person either has to decide or do they need to find somebody else that they need to bring into this drama so they can continue it? Or are they open to come along for the ride? Mm -hmm. And, you know, 99% of the time they come along for the ride and it's not always easy, but it's a lot of growth. It's a lot of transformation and those boundaries and that looking at the emotional component of those interactions, those experiences are where so much of the growth and the connection comes from. And every single time the relationships deeper, they're more intimate with each other after going through this mm -hmm. and their relationship is completely transformed, which is, you know, I am not a relationship expert. So I say that, you know, but just from the money work, it's like, it opens up this door to really look at the dynamics between the relationship as well. Yeah. I love that you like kind of worked in my business name there. <laughs> I made it a common turn of phrase so that people would just, you know, like say it more yeah. often and then like, oh yeah. <laughs> but no, it's so, I can totally see that because again, the two things that break couples up, the top three are like communication, sex, and money. Mm -hmm. Usually the communication is about sex and money. Yes. We're not talking yes. about those things. So then you cite a lack of communication as the reason. It's a very real thing. People that think that sex and money won't break you up. I think that couples, when they're getting married and they're, they're thinking about the future, they're not thinking, I'm probably going to be the half of all people that get divorced. Mm-hmm. And they think that they're going to be able to work through things like sex and money because, oh, mm -hmm. I mean, like we, we're stronger than that, but <laughs> we're seeing it playing as day in the numbers that mm -hmm. people don't have the language around yes. these things Yes, because our society does not teach kids about money and sex. Mm -hmm. It doesn't teach kids about finances, personal finances. Oh, it doesn't teach yes, kids. Practical nothing practical about either topic. So no wonder they're two of the top reasons people break up. Yeah. We don't have the emotional intelligence in a sense to be able to communicate clearly and understand, you know, where we're bringing in, you know, our own triggers or our own trauma mm -hmm. around money versus this kind of detached and detachment around money because money often feels like a hot topic issue when in reality it's a number you know the money is just a way to account for you know a number that we have in our bank account or wherever it might be and so when we really look at okay well why am i so attached to this number what am i making it mean about me mm -hmm. about our relationship about who i am in this relationship there's a lot that you can uncover just through that line of questioning and why you know why do i react emotionally with no judgment but why do I react in this way during this conversation, you know, when this is brought up? Because those emotions are such key components for guiding us to look at where we're holding beliefs or conditioning that aren't supporting us, you know, as we move forward to, to being able to allow in that flow of energy mm -hmm. without attachment without meaning, you know, and what it means about us as a person, because in reality, it doesn't mean anything about us. It's just what we attach to it. Mm -hmm. 
And often that attachment was imparted on us. It's not yes. our yes. true value. It's mm-hmm. not the thing that we actually believe. It's what we were taught. So then we hold yes. someone else's value. Yes. Yes. And oftentimes, you know, our parents, caregivers, the adults in our lives when we were younger and oftentimes a lot of societal conditioning as well. But, you know, you can look, if you're not consciously looking at money, your emotional relationship to it, oftentimes it looks a lot like one of your adults that were in your life growing up. Mm-hmm. And you can look and you can see and you can start to kind of see the correlation, bring some awareness around it. And you can bring detachment in that way when you can very easily see, oh, okay, that's why I do this. And I'm, you know, seeing, you know, maybe it's your mom and your mom's very fearful and holds on to money really tight. And you can see the ways that maybe you're playing with that. And it's just starting to look at, be really open and conscious about what you're doing with money, how you think about money, and in general, your relationship to it. And it can open up so much healing and growth just in that kind of self-exploration. I wish the listeners could see my face right now because seriously, <laughs> I just was like, ah, yes. Because I have had to do some of this work around money and sex. And a large part of that evaluation is looking at childhood issues, not, not necessarily mm-hmm. even issues, but just childhood lessons. Yes. What was imparted upon me? What values did I pull in? What lessons did I observe yes. and then learn? Because yeah. so many of those lessons, our parents don't even realize they're teaching us. I know. I know. And like around, hard part. around body image. I think about all the mm-hmm. times that an adult woman, whether it was my mm-hmm. mom, my grandma, Nana, aunts, older cousins, whatever made negative comments about their body, yeah. a body that I looked at was okay with. And so if I'm like, okay, well, they're not accepting of it. And I think their body's better than mine or will be one day, whatever, then should I not be accepting of my body? Like they, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to money, oh my God, all the things that just came to mind I know. about what attitudes, like especially hoarding, mm. not just hoarding cash. I mean, hoarding things. Yes. Thinking about all the things that I'm going to have to go through in my parents' house one day mm-hmm. and everything I'll look at, all I'll think about is all the times that my mom asked for a trip to Hawaii for her birthday and instead she got a thing that sat on a shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I hope my mom still gets the chance to go to Hawaii one day, you know, but at this point, I think I'm going to have to be the one to take her. <laughs> um, and it just that kind of stuff. That's what I think about. That makes me sad that you chose stuff yeah. over experiences. Again, yeah. it's about what are you choosing to spend your money on? And in a bigger sense, what energy is yes. behind that? And what are you expelling? And why, you know, where does that choice come from? Is it yours? Mm-hmm. consciously you know or is it again something she saw and something that you know maybe her parents caregivers valued in terms of you know keeping up with whether it's keeping up with the joneses or you know material things and what people thought about her in response to how much she owned mm-hmm. you know there's so much every little thing there can be so much you can untangle between what the unconscious choice means. I would put money on 
that someone made a comment about my mom's shoes when she was a child because she grew up as a farm kid. Mm. And I bet you someone made fun of her shoes because now she cannot stay away from DSW. <laughs> she mm. is always buying new shoes and she'll, she'll turn them over. She'll get rid of some, but they're never really all that different. I mean, if yeah. I were to look at her shoes that she has today versus five years ago versus 10 years ago, the top 10 pairs she wears are pretty much all the same yeah. as far as style and shape and color. So I, yeah. And it's, it's, and that made me obsessed with shoes because now I love shoes <laughs> <laughs> and it's the retail therapy, just like she does. She, yes. she doesn't feel good. She has a bad day. She's not enjoying life. She goes out and she goes shopping. I do that too now. Yeah. And it did do that. <laughs> and it's when it comes from a conscious place, you know, there's nothing wrong with shopping. I, mm -hmm. it, there's all kinds of reasons we like to shop and what we want to buy but it's really looking at that, again, the emotional component behind it. So is it the adrenaline or, you know, the feeling that you get from coming home and, you know, unpacking the bags and seeing all the things that you have? Or, you know, is it truly like, oh, I really, really want a new outfit because I, for whatever reason, just being able to look at the desire behind it, if it's truly yours and how it's serving you. Mm -hmm. Just in little ways, even like running through, if you run through the coffee drive-thru mm -hmm. and, you know, why am I stopping to get this Frappuccino? You know, is it purely out of habit? And this is just like what I've, I'm used to when I hop in the car and running through the, you know, the line mm -hmm. or do I, am I thirsty? Do I need some caffeine? And in all the ways looking at your spending habits and being conscious about them and really asking yourself why. Why am I feeling like I need to go purchase XYZ or do XYZ? And mm -hmm. you can still go do the same thing, but just bringing more awareness to it can open up a lot for you when it comes to if you want to make changes when it comes to your financial reality and the way you interact with money. Because you might be happy with the amount that you have, but you might not be happy that you are wanting to like start your own business or go on a trip to Hawaii. And you feel like you don't have the funds or mm. the whatever to be able to do it. Okay. You can look at your relationship to money to see why are you waiting for more money to come in? All right. Is, is that the excuse you're using, you know, to not take action as you move forward and then really being able to untangle that and mm. see what's inside. Asking why is definitely something that I talk about. In fact, are you familiar with the concept of the five whys? Um, no. Oh, okay. It might be once you say them, but I don't think so. Well, I tell you what, let's take a quick break. And when we come yes. back, I, I want to talk about that a little bit because I think that, again, since we're talking about sex and money, the five whys is applicable when you're trying to delve into, you know, the why behind we behave some way. So Ooh, talk about yeah. that after the break. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. I left off asking if you'd heard of the five whys, and this is a concept that I actually heard from a business setting uh, for manufacturer. I used to work for when they're trying to improve their processes. It, it's based in a Japanese concept called Kaizen, which is yes. the concept of constant improvement. Yeah. So the five whys is part of that. So for instance, if you're trying to 
assess why do you think of sex in this way or this act in that light or money in this view, you can ask why five times. And really they say it takes five times to understand what is truly behind it. Because the first few Mm -hmm. times you just sort of get the shallow answers. You get the, well, that's what was, that's how I've always done it. Or that's what I was taught. And then when you start asking, well, why were you taught that way? Well, I, you know, my parents, that was the best, I guess they could do with what they had. Okay. Well, and so why do you really believe that? Why do you think these things? And then often at the end of those five whys is when you really get to the true motivation. Yeah. We kind of use it at Jenny Craig too. I used to work there. I, used to, I should actually yeah. rephrase that. We used to use that at the weight loss center company that I used <laughs> to work for. Uh, because the first answer to why is often what we settle for. And it's usually really, really shallow and not yeah. the true motivation. Oh, I love that. I find myself asking like, why, 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 why over and over. And then just really, that's what I'll journal about. Yes. It helps you get to that deeper layer and helps you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And again, to look at, you know, like you said, it the true motivator of why you're really doing that. And it, it kind of breaks you out of any kind of trance that you might be in this very subconscious programming that you're going through. It can kind of stop you and you're like, oh, oh okay. I was kind of sleepwalking through that because I'm so used to mm-hmm. purchasing that way or saying that thing or starting that fight. And now I'm like starting to bring some more awareness around it. And that's when you think of change, if you want to change in any kind of way, awareness precedes that choice. And then mm-hmm. that new choice is even forward. So awareness is huge when it comes to money. And if you want to change that relationship, looking at what you're doing right now and why. And then we can use your, your five whys to go deep. There you go. Perfect. I think that what you do is so cool. I really do. Because now let me ask, do you like focusing more on entrepreneurs and business owners or do you just kind of work with anybody out there? You know, I tend to attract mostly business owners or entrepreneurs, but not everyone that comes to me is under that, you know, realm. Mm -hmm. It really takes an open mind. That's all that is required as someone who's really open to looking at this stuff because it isn't always, you know, you're, you're not coming to me to create a budget or to try to track something and money is, can be very vulnerable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There can be a lot of shame in that relationship. So it just takes, and that's, I believe I provide a very safe space for that, but it takes someone who's very open I'm very willing to be able to go through that process. And to me, it's anyone who has a vision or has something that they desire that they're not, they haven't yet been able to move towards it or move towards it in a way that's supporting them. And that's really who I'm helping people who are transitioning Mm -hmm. and they haven't, you know, yet been able to make that jump. And they often think it's, the lack of money. And if only they could make more money, then they'd be exactly where they wanted to be. And when we uncover, you know, it's all kinds of other things, but it's really just that openness. And I tend to find business owners are very motivated to solve this problem mm-hmm. because it affects their business. Mm-hmm. But anyone who has a goal or has a dream, 
and can't seem to get there. It's looking at your relationship to money is a huge way to support you in getting there. Because when you, when you start this work, you very quickly see that money is just kind of the lens that we're using to look in. And then we very quickly realize it has nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we're looking at your outer reality through the lens of money and seeing the habit, seeing the way you feel about it, seeing X, Y, Z. And then when we get into it, it's like, oh, wait, we didn't, we're not even talking about money anymore. And we don't need to, because it just helps us get in the door. And then we're really diving into what it's really about. And then we can pull back and see how it affects their very real reality with money. But when we dive in, you know, we quickly find it has nothing to do with money. Interesting. Yes, it is. And I always loop it back and, you know, help people see how it relates and how it correlates. But it is, it is funny how, you know, we dive in and it's always, okay, I need more money. I need to make more money. And we dive in, it's like, oh, okay, well, here's some worthiness issues. I don't like to use the word issues, but here's some things where you believe that you might not be worthy of receiving what it is you say you desire. And then we're working through that relationship maybe with the parent and talking, using different energetic healing techniques to, again, bring that safety to their body, help them shift the perception of that experience so that they can literally rewire that belief and conditioning. So they're not actually subconsciously allowing it to dictate their habits moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of belief work that is helping them to actually then in the real world, make different choices that are going to support them as they move forward. So when you think of, I keep using the budget as an example. So, you know, we're getting close to the new year. So someone who feels like they maybe need to, you know, put themselves on a budget or some kind of spending tracker, because that's the way that they're going to, you know, tackle this issue. Oftentimes they'll find that they eventually, it goes by the wayside because their subconscious programming and habits come back into play eventually. And it's hard to continue to force yourself to do something that maybe doesn't feel natural. Mm -hmm. So looking at it at this level helps you to shift that on the deeper level. So then when you bring in the new habits, it actually feels really easy and there's not as much resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. Well, speaking of tips, I'm curious, and you talked about the new year yeah. and I know you work with both couples and singles or just individuals. Yeah. So I don't want to just say like, what are your top money tips for couples? But there's maybe people out there who had a relationship not work because of money mm-hmm. or worry that money is going to be an issue when they do get into a relationship. So I just want to say, what are your, or ask, what are your top tips when it comes to like money and energy and all this for 2021? Okay. And that feels weird to even say 2021. Like, where did this year go? <laughs> so, and when I'm sharing this, you know, I come back to emotions and communication, which I know, you know, often people are like, well, no, I need to know like practically, I want to know money. I want to know practical tips, but really it starts with the deeper and kind of the, the stuff that maybe we're avoiding. So my biggest tip is to start really working with your emotional relationship to money in a partnership. Mm 
Mm -hmm. So starting to open yourself up and give yourself space to look at emotional triggers around money. Even when you're in, if you have familiar arguments or fights, maybe nothing big, but just even little, little things that come up Mm -hmm. and triggers in relationships around money, really being open to asking why, again, use those five whys of why am I bothered by this? Why, what am I making this mean about me? Or what are they making it mean about themselves? Mm -hmm. What are we really arguing about when it gets down to the root of it? And are we on the same page? Are we, are we both understanding, you know, what, what each side is coming from and how can we get to more neutrality in this conversation? Because it starts there where you can come to that neutrality in those conversations and those interactions about money, mm-hmm. where you're going to be able to, f- to find that you can move a lot more easily forward because often, and I, I say this from experience because this is what my husband and I went through years ago where you just unconsciously go through the same arguments where someone's making it mean X, someone's making it mean Z, and you're never really on the same page because you don't even allow yourself to take a breath Mm -hmm. and bring some calm to it and talk about what it means and why it's so triggering in that sense. And for some people, it means, you know, some kind of therapist or professional that can support them in that communication aspect. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that you are able to do with your partner in terms of like, hey, can we really try to when XYZ comes up and we are feeling, you know, hot and bothered by it, can we stop? Can we take a breath? And can we talk about what it means and be really open about that? And that alone can bring so much movement in your relationship with this person and in your relationship to money. So that when you think about making choices with money, the energy and the intention matters. Mm -hmm. And if you're making choices with a partner around money and the energy around it, the intention around it is stress, anxiety, fear, any, anything that doesn't feel good when it comes to money, you know, you're in a sense kind of sowing that intention and that choice with that energy. Mm-hmm. So not to be, you know, fear-based, but we are when we are choosing, when we're in that energy. So it's so important to try to get to this detachment and this neutrality and really ground our bodies so that we're making these choices. We're having these conversations on a more neutral playing field, Mm -hmm. which can take some time. It can take some tough conversations. It can take setting up some boundaries, not engaging in that similar fight or argument and deciding that you are going to step out of it because you want to choose a different way forward. And just bringing that consciousness to it, that is my, that's my always um, tip around money when it comes to partnerships because it's the most movement will come in your relationship to money and with your partner, if you're willing to make a decision and try this. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. I felt a lot as I was listening to that for real, just thinking about again, past partnerships, my current partnership, the, the differences there. And maybe it's easier to see what you're doing right when you've seen what you've done wrong before. We're human. There's no judgment. You know, we've all been in all the, all these situations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we 
obviously believe that people are capable of change. Otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. I totally believe that people are capable of change. When people say like, oh, they're just this way and they're always going to be that way. Well, they're going to be that way if they choose to continue to be that way. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So people are absolutely capable of change and, and of fixing things. If you don't enjoy your sex life, if you cannot get along when it comes to money and get on the same page and goals together, there are people out there like us that can yeah. help you. Yes. So uh, I'm and curious. These, go ahead. Go ahead. Just in, when you think of sex and money, I mean, these two topics and your level of happiness and fulfillment in those areas in a partnership are everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. and, and it's amazing to see when you're able to be open and work through any kind of emotional stuff that comes up around it with support, how much your, your life and your fulfillment can shift when you're open to that change. So mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree. I'm, I get a lot of people who come to me for sex and relationship advice and definitely need some support on the money and energetic side of that things. And I'm sure you get people who come to you for the money and energy side and they want to talk to you about sex and relationships. So (laughs) they do, they, they're so connected because if you're mad at your partner because the way they spend money, you probably don't want to have sex with them. Uh (laughs) And it's all, and then it's just, everything becomes a cycle. And And when you're not, communicating because both of them take a lot of courage and a lot of vulnerability to talk to your partner about because there is so much judgment. There's so much stigma. We're carrying all this stuff that our family and society imparted upon us. So yeah, it makes for really hard, honest conversations when you're not used to having honest conversations in these two areas. So if you can't talk about one area, sex or money, you're probably not talking about the other. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I, I see that as well. And while I can't guide people in the sex department, it's, they're the same. It's that same kind of energy is being put into both areas. Mm-hmm. Send them my way and I'll send all the, I know. all the need help yeah. with, them with money and attitude <laughs> and stuff like that. Totally your way. And I'm curious, I always get asked how I became a sex coach. So I'm curious, how did you get into this line of work? Yeah. So I am a CPA as well. So I'm a certified public accountant. And I worked in corporate America and finance for almost 10 years. So money's always been my jam. I've always loved to work with numbers, loved money. And I found when about probably seven years ago, we were struggling financially. We were struggling with not feeling like we could get out of debt, not feeling like we could make a head, make headway towards some of our dreams and goals. And I was left so frustrated with the fact that I had tools. I knew all the things to do. There wasn't a lack of practical knowledge. And I still was finding that I was making decisions that were not in alignment with where we wanted to go as we move forward. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled upon energy work and fell in love with energy work um, and started to use it for myself. And I started to really think, and at that time, I really wanted to get out of corporate world and I wanted to start my own business and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I started to think about, well, this energy work has been amazing in my own personal life, just for myself and my relationship and my body. 
why can't I use this to look at why I'm doing what I'm doing with money? There has to be a way that I can use these tools and look to see, you know, the energy behind those choices and why I'm doing those. Mm -hmm. So it really was a few years of me figuring out these tools and applying them to myself, working with my husband and diving into this work for us, bringing, you know, all of the tools that I've come across and then kind of creating my own way of diving in and doing it. But I only stumbled upon this because I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were people out there who could have helped me, but they didn't, they, we didn't cross paths. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I had support in that realm. So I was able to help us. And still it took a few years for me to realize like, Oh, this is what, this is how I can help people. And I was still always trying to do business another way and realizing, you know, I have all these practical skills. I have all this practical knowledge and I have this really deep understanding around energy and how I can apply these principles in that realm. And about two years ago now, I started doing consulting work in this way where I'm using these energetic tools, mostly business owners, but you know, all kinds, anyone who has a dream and is open to change and helping and supporting them with the tools that I use for myself. And that's really, I needed it. And now I see how needed it is. And so I support other people with it now. The student became the teacher. Yes. Yes. That's like my life. (laughs) Yes. Story over and over and over again. I mean, I, I feel that too. I'm, I consider myself to just be a lifetime learner. I'm just always trying to consume information and learn more about things. And now I just feel like I'm trying to impart all of my knowledge on the world. And I think so many times coaches, especially, I think become coaches because there is that gap and we couldn't find someone to fill it for us. So now once we get all that, you know, good stuff from it, we feel like we almost owe it to ourselves or to the world to get out there and help others in those areas. It's funny. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. When you went to become a CPA, did you ever think in a million years you'd be oh <laughs> talking to sex and relationship <laughs> coach on your podcast about energetic money work? No, <laughs> never. And I, I love it because it's this, you know, ongoing I keep just surprising myself of like, oh, and this is fun and I'm going to go this way and people are going to think I'm even crazier and I love it and I'm going to get crazier as I go. <laughs> I tell people, clients usually, and, and just at networking events, people be like, okay, so what's your like one tip you give people, you know, just that one tip, like let your freak flag fly. Somebody yeah. out there is going to like how it looks. I love that. So that's the thing. You're just you're just being your authentic self mm-hmm. and spreading the word about what you think is important because you're seeing it in your practice, in your experience with yourself and your clients. Mm-hmm. So you're just out there trying to spread the good word. Yes. <laughs> and it's an, it's an amazing process. And as you, as you know, too, just being a business owner, there's so much, you know, just personal growth and change that's come from me being able to let my freak flag you know, fly as well. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> I love Good. it. 
I of course want people to be able to get hold of you because I'm sure some of my listeners and even clients that I'm going to make listen, I shouldn't say make clients that I recommend listen to this episode. <laughs> will want to know how to get a hold of you. So what are the best ways for people to reach out to you, Darcy? My website. So www.darcy, D-A-R-C-I-E, Elizabeth.com. And there are my social handles. So if you want to connect on social, I also have a 20 minute free consult for anyone who is interested in exploring what this work looks like and how it can support them. And I have all kinds of, you know, any offerings. I have a course and I have a book that's releasing this spring for anyone who's interested. Yeah, all the information's there. Oh, see, I'm working on a book. So, oh, that's cool. You're going to be a published author soon. I'm so excited. What's the title of your book? It is More Money, More Power, question mark. I can't say that, you know, you can't see it, but More Money, More Power. Mm -hmm. And it's a guide to help shift the role money plays in your life so you can reclaim your innate power and wealth instead of, you know, this this pedestal that we put money on and we give our power away to it, helping you to, you know, take that power back. Love it. Yes. And it comes with an audio um, course as well. So there's a course that goes along with it and it releases in early April. I actually get my, you know, my um, draft of it. The publisher will be sending it like in the next few weeks. So I'm going to have like in my hands and a few more months until I can actually share it with the world. But yeah, it's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. We may need to talk more offline about um, how to get published because, yes. you know, I, I need to know some of this stuff. I got to know how to get into the industry, you know, first uh -huh. time. So, cool. Cool. Well, I am so glad we got the chance to have this conversation yes. today. Darcy, oh my gosh, sex and money, y'all. If you are struggling in these areas, mm -hmm. it is time to take it seriously. Uh, hopefully, again, I know a lot of people are struggling out there, but if there's anything that you feel like you can do to get support, to get some fresh ideas and to move forward, please reach out to Darcy or myself. We're here to help. There's other coaches out there too. Just reach out and know that change is possible. And there's, I think, better things coming for all of us in 2021. Agreed. Yes. I tend to do a tarot reading at the end of my um, shows and I haven't done one for you yet. So let me get my cards. But I'm going to let you please describe it to the listeners. Beautiful. So it is a woman playing some kind of instrument and I'm trying to think of what is she sitting cross-legged and I don't know what's in front of her. Some kind of, I'm it looks sure. like a belt. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So some kind of maybe snake charmer. I don't know. That kind of energy. Okay. Yeah. And to me, she looks like she's looking up. Yeah. And over. Like she's not looking down the instrument. She's not looking down. It's like she's looking up at someone. Yeah. It just looks like she's looking at someone. And that does look like a, like a, a belt, but it's kind of like looped up in a strange way. It's like the, it's like the snake charmer, you know, yeah. kind of like scenario, but she's charming the belt off of somebody or something. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot. It's a sex deck. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> ah, so again, this is the eight of earth. Let me find that one here for us. Okay. 
The earth suit in this deck corresponds to the suit of pentacles, the sense of touch and the physical material sphere. The earth mm-hmm. governs the body and our knowledge of it and also the instincts and sensations which this knowledge brings about. It is also the relationship with the self and one's inner being. So the eight of earth is about mutual ability, commitment, dedication, unique gift. Astrological meaning is the sun in Virgo. And it's about the need to live in a critical and artistic way, the love for detail. Ooh, ooh, I like it. Any of that resonate there with you? Oh, I love the the need, especially the need for detail and being able into still in tune with the body and this relationship with yourself. Because even when you think of money, I mean, we're really just coming back to your relationship to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, when we put, you know, money outside of us as this thing that we need to, you know, perform for in a way to be able to receive it and to be worthy of receiving it when it's coming back to like, well, I'm, re- I'm worthy of receiving just as I am and coming into that kind of relationship with your body is yeah, beautiful. And she, I feel like embodies that she's sitting on the floor, she's playing her instrument and mm-hmm. charming the belt off someone and she's just enjoying herself. She's in tune with her body. I love it. And everything that you said, if you had put sex in front of that instead of money, totally applicable because that's why these two are so intertwined that <laughs> this was a great conversation to have about the two things today. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Yeah, being open and feeling like you are worthy of receiving money or receiving pleasure. Oh, pleasure, Yes. I talk about that, that so many people don't give themselves permission for pleasure. We got to give ourselves permission for both of these things. Absolutely. Ooh, chills. Yes. Oh, such a good conversation. What a good reading too there. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for being open to having a reading. I figured you would be obviously with what you do. I didn't think you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't do tarot. I would have been like, what? (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I've had my deck since I was 10. So I'm, I'm all about it. My free flag has always been flying, even, even through business school and even through my audit career. It's always Uh, been there. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that we met online. (laughs) Me too. Isn't that the best? I love social media. (laughs) Me too. And the groups that we're in bring some lovely people together. So agreed. Well, again, Darcy, thank you so much for being on this show. I wish you all the best in the new year as things, I don't even want to say get back to normal. I want to say as things stabilize to whatever is coming for each of us, because our experience right from here till then it's going to be what we make of it. I feel like, so I'm not saying that not everything's completely in our control, but Mm -hmm. I do think that there's going to be some shifts for a lot of us, especially, Oh gosh, we're recording this on the day of the solstice, the great conjunction. Yes. Talk about magic. Yes. I love it. For real. For real. We're going to see some changes coming for real. All right. And we're going to help facilitate some change for Uh people this year. So, all right. Love it. Take care. I wish you all the best. You too. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the dirty bird. 
you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.